All right, happy Friday, everyone. This is Tyson Alger here with the I-5 Corridor's Traffic Report live on the scene from Lombard House. The Eagles are going to the Super Bowl, Brian. Yes, sir. Uh, you are now a three-time member of the I-5 Corridor podcast. I probably don't have to introduce you, but if you're ever in North Portland and want to check out probably the best beer drinkers bar in the area... That happens to hey be now. that happens to be a shrine to everything Philadelphia. Uh, come check out Lombard House, Brian. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, come hang out today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciate it. Things seem to be going well. Uh, yeah, it's not not a bad little year for the old Eagles. Can can, can you tell me about this little shrine that we have uh, to the Eagles uh, right next uh, to us? I see a uh, full size Randall Cunningham cutout. Yes. So uh, that was gifted to us from a regular who. Turns out wasn't really into football, but just thought it was cool. So she had it in her apartment, or they had it in their apartment for several years. <laughs> couple, uh-huh. um, apparently, to accompany them from place to place. And then we got um, little sugar, little sugar skull. My brother got me when he was down visiting his uh, father-in-law in Mexico City. And then uh, you know the centerpiece there is uh, a helmet signed. That was a really nice gift from um, both Nick and Grant Calcaterra. Grant's our t- rookie tight end, and uh, Nick is a member of our Birdwatcher Society here. Okay. So when he visited his brother, uh, he went to see him play in Philly and was kind enough to bring that back. Um, so that's absolutely wonderful to have, and it was a very nice gift. And Calcaterra family is some pretty fine people. Um, and we're a kind of good segue to this beer. This is a. The label is. Um, Looks like Chris Long. On it's the Chris front. Long. Uh huh. It's what he wore to the Super Bowl parade. He wore an Ivan Allen Iverson jersey and a fur coat. So that, we, we and, that, and that's him in front of your bar. Yeah, he's never been here. <laughs> uh, but we partnered up the night of the Oregon Beer Awards a few years ago. Uh, the guys from Ex Novo and Great Notion drunk dialed me saying they were going to. They're also members of a, our fan club here, and they were blathering about, we're going to make an Eagles beer. I didn't think they'd remember the phone call, but they did. <laughs> and so we reached out to the Chris Long Foundation and the Waterboy Foundation, and they allowed us to use that image, and then a portion of the proceeds went uh, to the foundation. And then actually, it was, the, it was a pretty good beer, too. I, I think so. It was light, right? Gang makes a lager. Yeah, I, I like a good lager. I, I think it's hard to find uh, some deviation around of, with lagers around here. Yeah, and then if, if, you, if you guys are uh, looking for the next series uh, at, at the end of the season, um, when uh, Grant comes up to visit his brother, we're going to team up uh, with Ex Novo, at least so far, um, and we're going to brew a beer called the Gang Mix and IPA. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, he was an EMT and I think studying to be a fireman before he was drafted. So he plays for the National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Oh, cool. And uh, each week he um, auctions off a pair of his cleats or he plays with cleats with that insignia. So he is going to come up. We're going to brew a beer with those guys. Proceeds, portions of the proceeds from you know the brewery and then from our end will go to that foundation. And then he's talked about possibly auctioning off a pair of his cleats oh nice um you know he's a busy guy and hopefully he'll be busy partying for a couple of weeks um but we're looking forward to that um also also as a part of the shrine right behind you i see uh, a whole bunch of crisco uh 
a, yeah. roll, a roll of Crisco. Is that to grease the poles after? That is to grease the poles. The last time we had a Super Bowl, um, our neighbor Andy is a diesel fuel prince, and he printed us a bunch of Crisco labels to wrap the poles on the street in. <laughs> a little tribute to our Philly brethren who like a good challenge. Um, so, yeah, we're going to wrap the poles with the Crisco as a sign of solidarity. So you, you started hosting the north portland bird watchers society here about five seasons ago yes you're you're from philly i mean this was for the first year you were open like this was kind of known a little bit as a philly yeah. bar but that's kind of when you guys kind of went to be fair i'm from five minutes outside of philly here i'm from philly right at home i'm from glenside and it makes a difference i'm not allowed <laughs> to claim like yeah no no I, more I, blood sweat and tears and growing up in the actual two and like I had the two and five area code, but not the Philadelphia address. It, it would be it'd be like somebody saying like uh, Vanc- or they live in Portland, but they're from Vancouver or something. Here, yeah, right? for yeah. sure. Yeah, you're, you're, just, just, you're just kind of those weird guys across yeah. across the river. But the town I lived in reminds me a lot of St. John's. So it was a very small town. So the vibe the vibe in like a very I've really been drawn to the community of St. John's because it is like it's a family neighborhood. It's a if for Portland. I think it's a. a de- a decent mix of backgrounds and people and um, Portland can sometimes be like pretty monotonous and a lot of the same and I just feel like um, that grit like a little bit of that Philly grit I think exists in St. John's so yeah. I've really enjoyed having like a little Philly anchor here so so bef- before before you guys started hosting Philly games here and everything like how, how would you get your Philly fix before you the, the bird society so i i would watch um my buddy brent who works he works uh down at upright brewing and at the portland bottle shop um and he and i you know kindred spirits as far as philly fans he was kind enough to invite me into the fold of his like college friends that had all moved out here so he has two guys who are brothers who were uh, real tight with him from growing up and from college years and so I would actually go to their house and watch. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it was really nice. Like, I had, like, you know... There were, I spent a few very lonely years when I first moved out here just, like, hanging out at random bars, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean that, like, like, it's, you know, me being... Uh, I, I tend to be a fan of all Seattle things, and so it's not hard... You know, when I moved here, it wasn't hard for me to find people who, like, yeah. wanted to watch the Seahawks or the Mariners. Like, like Philly's a bit... A bit further away. I'm surprised how many people we found. Halfway through the season, we kind of outgrew the inside of the building. So, like, because, you know, when the season starts, I mean, historically, we're inside, and there was, like, six or seven dudes would show up, you know, and I'd have, like, that would feel busy. That was, like, year one, you know, and we slowly built it up. And we had about 20 people coming regularly, and then there was a Reddit feed this year where some Philly expats were talking and our bar popped up. Oh, really? I feel like we almost doubled, like, the show up every week number of folks. And it's, like, mostly younger people, like, 25 to, like, early 30s moving from Philly, kind of looking for a little community. And so it's been nice. But we, you know, we we can only have, like, 25 people in here. Right. I have the seats all laid out. And... um, the people who've come the longest have those seats, and it's kind of like growing up, like you fight over like and sitting on the arm of the couch <laughs> at your uncle's room, and like hope your cousin goes to college so you can like take his spot. Um, 
basically you, you watch outside. So we have a TV outside as well. And we've got a huge backyard, so we, it's we gonna, can hold it's more gonna, people. It's, it's going to be like uh, Lambo season tickets. You like they kind of they, they get grandfathered you know, to you over there. I have a list of people who like. Um, if if a seat opens up, they're welcome to it. So we we kind of handled it last week. Everyone who left the championship game, I gave them like a raffle ticket or something. You get it like a fair, and I'm like, this is your ticket to get back in. I and love so that. you need, and also like if you lose it, you might lose your seat. Right. Like I just. I don't want to like. Yeah, I just want to minimize any drama about like who's sitting where. And so well, well, especially too because like you know th- this podcast is going out to millions, obviously. Millions. Um, uh, you know, you you might get some passerbyers who just like don't you know they come into the bar, they might just like see an open seat. Well, that's all going to be marked, and we're going to handle that like we have it you, set you, up. You like get, we're going to sort of have you get some of that Philly grit and some bouncers well, up. Front. No, I just I have some very mild mannered, lovely people who are going to like <laughs> bust for me and handle like the seating aspect, and I'll be in here to like let people know. And we, you know, we had signs. Not that people read signs, but we we made signs up last game, just making sure like the aisles clear. And um, but it's great. I mean, that's a great problem to have, and. It's also been very nice because there's a few people, you know, the one woman who's been coming, like, she's a younger, she's probably, like, in her early to mid-20s, just moved from Philly, like, really misses home, and, like, had some very nice words to say about, like, how much it means to her to be around Philly people and, like, watch the games, and even, like, how her, like, family's happy to know, like, they see pictures of her hanging out with people, like... You know, so the community it's, aspect it's, of it—it's it, like like people they kind of kind of know, or yeah. like, like you know relate, or feels like home. yeah. And it's like, and then I forget like how lonely it was to move here. Like I moved here at thirty-one, and I didn't know anyone, and it's hard to find people, especially like in this town where everyone's like artistic and cool, and you're like, do you know where the Eagles games are? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like, well, go. well, and, and there's so many transplants in this town too that like you know you'll meet people too who are probably going to be gone in you know three. You know, I, I moved here when I think I was like 23. Yeah. So like, I moved here when there was a, with like a bunch of. I was one of the few few of my friends who moved to Portland for the career. There was a lot of people mm-hmm. who like kind of did like the let's do Portland when we're young and then yeah. like figure things out. And so like a lot of people went on to have like you know go do their careers afterwards and then like you just kind of stick around here. Mm-hmm. And so like having some sort of like community or some something that you can keep returning to is is definitely a, a, a rare, nice thing to have in this town. Yeah, and we've, ha- we've even had some of that attrition where people come out and, like, like Bryce, shout out to Bryson. Man, he was ri- he was rookie of the year last year as far as our, uh, <laughs> our new customers, but uh, he wound up moving back home. But he was, like, he was Philly through and through. Well, yeah, and, and, he'll, and, he'll, and he'll remember, like, his Portland time, and then he'll remember, like, his you know, his little Philly connection in Portland, too. And we have, like, I'll occasionally just, like, videotape people, like, during the game and just, like, catch, like, Philly moments. And he is the all-time greatest clip because he very sincerely is saying to someone, no, on my dying bed, I will not say I love you to my family. I will say fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> and he very seriously meant it. <laughs> and it, it was just a wonderful moment. Uh. And, uh, yeah, so it's... I feel like uh, it blows my mind how well like it's worked out. Like, what's 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 been the best uh, the best game win or whatever mm-hmm. that that the society has uh, experienced together? 
Well, obviously, I'd say the super, the first Super Bowl win, I, it's got to be up there. I mean, just what, what, what happened in here when like the Philly special happened? Oh, dude, I had like it was chaos, and I have like an amazing. I was I had like little angles of the crowd, and I like watching everyone be like, "Why the hell are we going for it? What's going on?" And it was just silent as the play starts, and then everyone jumping up. Like I'll show it to you when we're done. It's insane. I'll I'll give you the yeah. I'll, I'll, there'll I'll, be a link. I'll, 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 I'll embed it's, it. In it's the, amazing. The post. Um, you know the. The double doink was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike from Grains of Wrath uh, and my friend Corey are both diehard Bears fans. Because uh, that, that's the best when yeah. when you can get a little satisfaction and your friend is experiencing a little bit of trauma. Well, and it's funny too because like I was like, all right, we're out. Season's over. Um, You'd come to grips with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was just like, it's, it's it. And um, <laughs> I was actually taking a photo of the crowd to like catch like two Bears fans celebrating um, and it just like completely went the other way and uh, you know I had captured this photo of like Mike's just holding his head and the crowd is going nuts and just like you know I hate Chris Collinsworth but Double Doink was like a pretty good uh, yeah yeah that worked know, that's solid gold and then to their credit they brew, we brewed a double IPA called Double Doink with oh, Giraffe so like <laughs> you know Mike's a good sport like it just it's hard to say. The um, also the London game was cool because it started at six a.m. and like eight eight dudes showed up. Hell yeah! And I was like, "Here's the problem: like, we can't drink. We can only drink coffee. <laughs> yeah. so I can't legally serve anyone right now." But right. we just hung out in here and watched the game, and it was it was amazing, you know. And it was funny, like, to be in Portland and have that many people who are going to get up that early to watch right a game in London. They win that one. I think they lost that one. Oh man, that's a really giddy up. It's funny. Yeah, I don't. I just remember having to work all day because I was like, man, I'm going to be at the oh, bar. Oh, like, okay, so actually, let's flip this around. What's what's the most depressed this bar has been after a football game? Huh. Hmm. Do people do do people do people buy more beers when people they're winning? Tend to, no, people, people tend to get the hell out of here on a loss. Yeah, I think um, maybe not depressed, but like, you know, the thing is despite all our recent success and like this stellar team being what it is there is a long well-heeled history of philly like shitting the bed right (laughs) Right. so when we lot when gardner like completely no no offense gardner but like when the fucking when the the, yeah and the doors kind of fell off uncle rico's van and that like (laughs) like, the second loss he had there and you realize like all right we need jalen that we were very nervous for that last game, you know, and I think that fed into everyone being very nervous for the Giants because we're right. like, all right, to beat them three times, yeah, it was tough, you know. <laughs> thank God we would have been really depressed, but the, it snowed and I there was an ice storm, so we didn't have to sit through the Christmas Eve uh, Cowboys loss. Yeah, that would have stung. Yeah. Like Merry Christmas, everyone. We just <laughs> lost to the Cowboys. Now yeah. go home. Yeah. So yeah, we the little baby Jesus spared us. How uh, how how does the football group compare to uh, like the group you had coming through here for the Phillies World Series run? Um, because you guys have had a nice little run of fortune this year between. Yeah, uh, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah, uh, it's some certainly some crossover. Um, you know, Paulie D and Alyssa got a shout out to them. They're uh, they're, they're here for every everything. Um, 
there was a, quite a bit of crossover. Um, our buddy Mark, he, um, long-standing member of the crew, um, he's this really wonderful guy who teaches like kind of in the field I used to do, like marginalized kids that are really struggling. And he he came in wearing a Phillies jersey that was, it said Open Meadow, which is like a school, um, you know, for kids that need like a little extra love and maybe aren't fitting in in other schools. And it was number 15, and that was like for his 15th year, you know. And he never really talks about his work, but I could tell he was super proud of that jersey. Yeah. So like, that was a really cool moment. Um, but it's it's a similar crowd. We're certainly, I mean, the playoff run, I think, as boisterous, just less Phillies fans right. um, here. And I don't know if that just means that all of our Eagles fans aren't Phillies fans or if it, it's, it'll it's, grow. It, it's easier probably when it's just like a one, one game yeah. a week sort of thing, though. And especially when it's, um, yeah, it's 10 a.m. Like, the, the playoff games and the Phillies games tend to be like, coming home from work time or yeah or like you know to go back out like, the house whereas the, the sunday most people are off and ma- major major league baseball does its audience no favors at all with how it schedules things i mean yeah. it's it's probably nice like if you have a good consistent crew that like can reliably get to the bar but like i feel like in the, like the nba or the nhl like the playoffs take like four months and in baseball it's like over in like three yeah weeks we had a game. phillies playoff game and an eagles game on the same day which was rad but that was a crazy run when the series happened because, like, I had to tell my wife, like, we have a seven-year-old, we have a busy schedule. And I was like, there's either, a, like, a Phillies playoff game or an Eagles game. Because we played on – the Eagles played on Thursday and Sunday in that mix. So it was, like, eight straight days of either Phillies, like, playoff World Series games or an Eagles game. Was was the first Eagles game you went to? Uh, it was 1980. One or two, and it was a Cowboys game. And it's funny because my uncle Tom, who married into our family for whatever stupid reason, is a diehard Cowboys fan. But he was like the dude who took me fishing. He was like one of my favorites, you know. And he took us to a game. So he took me and my buddy Mike Cleary, who lived behind our house, and he wore a green hoodie sweatshirt. And he, like, told us the entire game to not mention <laughs> that he was a Cowboys fan. But, I'd, I mean, I have a vivid memory of Tom Landry coming out on the field, and he got, like, a weird mix of, like, polite claps with the booze. Because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, that's the man. Like, right. you know, it was interesting. But it was also the game where I watched a guy pour a beer on, like, a lady wearing a Cowboys jersey and was like, Oh shit! <laughs> like this, this is this, this, this doesn't feel safe. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, what the hell is wrong? Like, you know, it's gotten much better at our games, but I think I I wouldn't. Does does yeah, do, do you think do you think Philly still actually backs up that reputation of like this is the crowd that throws shit at Santa Claus, dude, or, or 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 is that just kind of like a fun cliche for everyone to kind of? I mean. I mean, from, from from my experience, you're a relatively nice guy. You can be unhinged at moments, but yeah, I can. But uh, I don't. I mean, I I really want to defend it right now, but like <laughs> I've seen, yeah, like it dep- like on a playoff game, and if, if you're wearing an opposing jersey, someone's gonna throw some shit at you, and like I am not saying that's good, right? But it's gonna fucking happen, and that's sort of like. 
it doesn't define like 90% of like Philly's just we're a weird dysfunctional place like a lot of our perceived anger is actually love <laughs> I know that every therapist is like really yeah. but uh, no like there's a lot of like a lot of the like like when Bosa let those morons get under his skin did you see that yeah they don't really hate him but once he like said especially he said that stupid like response back and then he like I was like you don't understand like the energy he just gave like and they're like they're a bunch of hard those dudes bust their ass all week and they know he's like this like sensitive right. millionaire monster who could rip them in half but they're like oh you're gonna be sensitive and like so I mean I think Philly's definitely um, it's our it's like it's a, it's a, it's hard to describe properly but it like it really is a place where people are very friendly but like also like the fuck around and find out thing is also kind of real and like I don't know if that's it is what it is but I mean it it's a very passionate place it's a very it's a place where people like really where they're from and history and lineage matters because a lot of people struggle in a lot of other ways so like that's what you're holding on to it's, it's, it's so funny the um you know, sports out here on the West Coast is fine, but like the rivalry is more on the East. Like, I, I've never been to Philly, but I remember my first like experience of like Philly was I was at a uh, Washington Capitals hockey game in DC, and they were playing I think the Bruins, and just midway through the second period, it's a good game. Like a fuck the Flyers chant just starts out throughout <laughs> like the whole like Capitals building. Like like they hadn't played the Flyers in like a week. Like they weren't yeah. playing them there. But was it was that just, right after the giant brawl? It might have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And the thing is, like, I'm very proud of Philadelphia. I'm proud of where I'm from. And, you know, I'd say this, like, the Eagles organization and their fan base does way more good as a whole than, like, the few maniac knuckleheads who take it way too far and yeah. forget that this is a game played by young millionaires who are like risking their lives and you're just like six beers deep and like <laughs> as much as you like I'll catch myself saying we like I'm not on that goddamn field yeah. and a lot of those dudes played college ball together and also like that's someone who's also blue collar who brought his kid here and yeah he's wearing a Giants jersey but like you have way more in common even though like that is like a vile hate like it, it's it's not super palatable but like it, it like the fan base is I'd say eighty five percent just like normal people and then just we have some like Well the thing is I, I And they're I, not they're just they get unhinged at that game, man. Well I I don't think there's a single NFL stadium out there where the like yeah. a, a certain faction of fans aren't getting crazy. I mean I it. love your Seahawks, but we had some ladies cursing at us and we had an eight year old with us and I was like, Hey, like he literally doesn't understand shit talk. <laughs> and, like, and like I was like, I appreciate something but like he keeps asking why, like, you're mad at us. Yeah. And, like, you know, he's a kid, so he hasn't learned, like, the way... I don't know. It was, it was interesting. And you're right. Like, every every. So you poured base. a beer on it. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Um, how are you feeling going into this game? G- give me the little... Uh, so... G- give me the confidence check here. As an Eagle fan, I'm always nervous. Uh-huh. Um, as, like, a leader... Of our football team, I don't think we've ever seen anyone better than Jalen Hurts. Just the way he comports himself. The whole year it's been a mission. Um, going into the game, I feel much more confident than I did as far as like 
who's like our quarterback then I did you know I love Nick Foles but that was still like man hopefully this guy can do it right um I'm nervous I think I feel like it's going to be last it could be a last possession game you know it's hard to there's like two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in football um each was something to kind of prove you know I love Andy Reid if we had to lose to someone, it'd be cool. But also, no one can screw up the last few minutes of a football game better than Andy <laughs> Reid. As much yeah. as he's a great quarterback, and I love you, coach. But yeah. the time management—I don't—I haven't watched him as closely. Maybe it got better, but he was known for not being super great in the last it, few minutes. It's, it's helped having Patrick Mahomes as your yeah. quarterback and not having to be in a lot of two minutes. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I—I I have so many uncles and like older men who like. I looked up to who like Tommy Eagle fandom who never got to see a Super Bowl ever, never saw a win. So like we got one already. Right. I desperately would love for them to win, and like selfishly, like I want my friend to watch his little brother win a Super Bowl. Like Nick's going to watch Grant play in the Super Bowl. That's crazy. Right. Right. Like I want. I, I would love to have another party where like we get a win. I think we win it, but like it's gonna. I don't know. It's gonna be close. It's like. I think it'd be one of the better Super Bowls in years. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward. I don't to know. That. What's your take on it? I think the Eagles are a better team, but Patrick Mahomes is that's Patrick yeah. Mahomes. So yeah, the thing our defense does really good, which is get quarterbacks moving, could backfire on us. That's the only thing I worry. You know, because he's just he has that magic touch when he's running. Yeah. So, um, I think our defense should be able to get through their line. I do think our offense is a little more dynamic. Um, you know, when we got the Kelsey brother thing, like that's, I don't want to say it'll be fun to watch because, but it, it, it's it, it will be fun to watch. Actually, it will be, you know, it will be. Yeah. And, uh, it's been fun. I don't know if you listen to their podcast, New Heights. I've, I've listened to a few. It's so good. And like, they had their mom and dad on and it's just, uh, hearing like the parents perspective on it was like, I feel like I'm going to watch it a little differently now. Oh, hundred percent. You know? I mean, obviously, Jason Kelsey is one of my favorite Eagles of all time. I was in a piece of artwork with him this week, so I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, hey, Brian, I I can't wait till the game. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, sir. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing. Thanks for becoming a three time member of the Thank IFF you. Quarter Podcast. I hope uh, the uh, your your jacket will be in the mail. So okay, sweet. I'm in the Hall of Fame. I think so. All right, first member. Thanks for letting me ramble on a little iced coffee buzz. Perfect. <laughs>